What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberville Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ashford University. Ashford.edu slash ham. Start your master's degree today. And brought to you by Untuck It. Untuckit.com. Promo code HAM and Upstart. Upstart. See how low your Upstart rate is at upstart.com slash HAM. Now to the segment. Tony Romo, who I said a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago on the podcast, I think I said $15 million would be his number for Monday Night Football, ends up getting $17 million a year from CBS. And, and as what I read from the story, did you understand it this way? It never actually got to a negotiation. CBS had the right to match any deal, but I, I got the impression that it was really just CBS got to $17 million and and he said yes. Um, he was like equivalent of an RFA, though he was a free agent. They just had the first rider refusal on any on any number. They could match any number, yeah, which I don't know, like, in this kind of deal, would that mean he'd be obligated to go back if they matched the number? But as you texted me, clearly this was the place he felt the most comfortable. Doesn't mean the money's irrelevant. Of course it doesn't mean that, but... This does feel like the fit for Tony Romo. You thought, though, that it was an overpay, right? Um, so where I am today is no, I don't think that. But I did think $17 million was just, it's wild. But no, I get why they did it. My first reaction was, was yes, though. It was like, Dan- what? But when you just take a step back, like I told you, Monday Night Football was going to pay $15 million. To me, I think what probably why I reacted that way was for them to pay that much for non-Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. That was kind of the surprise to me, is that but, somebody who's not on one of those two telecasts would get that. But their game but, does huge numbers, the CBS yeah, Afternoon no, game. It's, I'm good. I'm, to me, it's the more I thought about it, I, I, the more it's a no-brainer to keep them. I don't know. I guess my reaction was like, I don't think it really affects, I don't think it really affects your rating, but that's not what this is about. To, to me, on the most basic level, if you run a high-level company and you have – he's clearly immediately one of their top employees. This is before he got $17 million. I'm just saying the last several years, it was clear like you'd build a broadcasting team if you're in the sports broadcasting world around a guy like that. 
that you don't want to lose them to a competitor. So yeah, $17 million, because people are like, like you said, the ratings, if you, there was that Ringer article on Fox when they got Madden, or they got the right. NFL rights and they paid Madden, and they realized that Madden did have a paid huge... Paid $8 million. 25 years ago. So that's 20, like... Yeah, 26 years, 1994. Probably the even more than $17 million now. It might be like 20, 22 million, the equivalent at the time in 92. Someone told me that Madden owns real estate all over the Bay Area. Because think about in like the early 90s, he was so fucking rich. You know, you, you do eight straight, you know, five straight years, eight million, you make $40 million. Like Barry Bonds, what was Barry Bonds' contract when the Giants signed him in like 94? Wasn't it like five for 45 or something? It wasn't that great. Like, and that was huge money. So my, my first reaction was simple. You just don't want to lose a top candidate to a competitive, in a competitive industry. You want to keep your top people. And $17 million to a company that's doing billions of dollars, at the end of the day, I think it's easy to justify. It's not that much money. Then there are different elements of, well, that's a huge kind of, uh, not an ideal domino for ESPN and Monday night. Because like you said, you thought it was going to go to Monday night, and that what you're not just pulling that out of your ass. You know people that know people, and you're hearing the shit. It was clear that ESPN wanted to hire Tony Romo and put him on yeah. Monday Night Football. And a big part of getting Tony Romo, right, to, on Monday Night Football, they want to expand their coverage, get better games. They're, they've tried to, like, kick the pro-Kaepernick, you know, anti-NFL thing. And they've gone the other way these last couple years, and it would have been a huge hire for them. Now, what the fuck do they do, guy? Like, Peyton Manning, I, Peyton Manning made so much more money than Tony Romo now, if they offer him $20 million to do Monday Night Football, why, why couldn't he do it for a couple of years? Maybe he would. And that wouldn't be a bad, you know, fall. It's not, it wouldn't even be a fallback. They would just be forced. Like, they know Tony Romo's good. You, we all assume Peyton's going to be a superstar. But I, I would say he probably would say no. Uh, now, we've talked before, Drew Brees, some other guys coming down the pipe. But then there was the element that went viral. It was just retweeted, you know, countless times. And I just, I lost it. Mike Thomas's tweet about mm-hmm. not signing the CBA because a guy in the media is making more than players. Well, Mike, I mean, fuck, how do you know that me and Haberman don't make more than every rookie non-first-round pick, right? I mean, I started thinking about the people in the media that make way more than most NFL. 65% of players make less than a million dollars in the NFL. Adam Schefter makes like seven. Colin Kaepernick, or Colin Coward makes his profession basically talks NFL 75, 80% of the time, he makes way more than the majority of the league. I mean, countless guys in media make a lot more than players. It has nothing to do with that, Mike. It's simple. He was a free agent, supply demand. He's by far the best, and he got paid. It's not a reflection of the players or how much they're making. Like, this is a fucked up deal. It's a separate kind of industry, right? I'm making money off the NFL. I have nothing to do with the NFL players. Wait, what are you even talking about? It was just, it was just stupid. Yeah, but, it's just, but, but whatever. Like, that doesn't even bother me. It's an emotional. I get why a player would have an emotional reaction. But I would like imagine that, a lot right? of players like him think that. I don't think he's yeah, alone. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, but that doesn't, to me, it makes sense. No, I, I, I get it. I, I just thought it was I put stupid. my body on the line. Nobody should make more than the guys putting their body on the line. Like, that's how some players think. I get it. Right. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. I mean, I I don't agree with it because I don't think it actually makes sense, but it makes sense that you would think that way. I would imagine a decent amount of players share his sentiments, right? 
Like, this is crazy. A guy, sure. this guy's calling games and making more than... I mean, how many NFL players make truly $17 million a year? It's yeah. got to be probably a 50. Not that many. Right. You know, yeah. whatever, you know, probably 15 quarterbacks. What do you think? Another 20 players? It might be less than 50, actually. You think about it. 17 is a lot in the NFL. This ain't the NBA. I mean, 17, that's a lot of cash. So I, I, well, I You told it, me he only... Sorry, finish that thought. Yeah, it's just I, I, I get where he's coming from, even though I, I, I snapped. Uh, well, I, you know, you retweeted, I thought you had a good tweet about it. And I think what you just said is basically what you tweeted, which is it's, it's just not relevant. But it is, I think it's every, it got everybody's attention because it was $17 million, right? When you, the, the, I would say the first thing that made me feel like it's a reasonable, it, it makes sense, is remembering that Madden got $8 million per year in 1994, you go, well, if, you, if, if he was worth that then, now you could argue, I would guess an average game probably rated higher then relative just a percentage than it does now. Yeah. But use the face of NFL broadcasting. And, I, you know, the reason I thought he'd go to Monday Night Football was just because I, I thought they were going to pay him $15 million. I didn't really think about, well, is CBS just going to make it worth his while to stay? Um, but if you think about it, for them, what was he – what, it, regardless of whether the stars aligned like they did for him, where Monday Night Football was there to leverage, the TV network's contracts are coming up, so they need to display stability towards the NFL or for the NFL because they want the Super Bowl and all that stuff back. And they know, like, if you're the NFL, Tony Romo is such a great brand for your sport. I don't know that they would have left CBS anyway, but the point is it made a lot of sense from a CBS standpoint. Um Partly just to keep him away from ESPN. I can, I completely agree. And like you said, so how much do you think put, he was? Oh, how, what do you think he was making? Five, six million? Yeah. What was he going to make? Even if those other stars hadn't aligned for him, nine. When it came time to, they, they, when they, when they swapped out Phil Sims for him, that was a major. It was a big now maybe deal. they maybe they knew it wasn't a risk, but it was a risk, right? Big time. Now internally, they might have just known he's going to be great. We did some test games. Nance is adamant he's the guy. You're going to go back to square one? And somebody wrote, um, I don't know if it was Deitch or Trania. Somebody wrote, like, it is just a great example. Like, who's your number two? Right? Like, just having a guy ready on your bench. Like, the first one I thought of was Fox College Football had. Now, this year, he went into the studio. But they had a clear, like, 1A, 1B, or 1-2 with Klatt and Brady Quinn. But, like, in the NFL... There's not really that um, for most networks. It's just hard. And we're, we've seen Monday Night Football. It's just hard to find. I, I was laughing to myself, like, if Witten never, if Gruden never leaves Monday Night Football and Witten never gets the job and that thing isn't open, like, how much money did Gruden make for Romo just by leaving Monday Night Football? How much money did Witten make for Romo by not being good enough to stick it out? Yeah, probably definitely helped. But I, I think Romo would have gone from 5 to 12, right? He probably would have got a huge extension. He would have made – so like he might have made him 5 or 6 million. Exactly. It's not you, – When you, you – they just they – just, it's like nailing a pick. But, but, but You don't let the guy walk. I think you hit on a good point, and I, I've had this take for a long time. College football analysts – and definitely the broadcasters, like you said, Brady Quinn, Joel Klatt. And look at look at college for ESPN. You got Herb Street. Who does McDonough do it with? The Penn State quarterback, who's really good. Blackledge. Yeah. You, you, they, they, to be good at college, and you do college games, 
it takes so much more effort. Even a guy like Jesse Palmer, the guy who's just good looking, he kind of mails it in. No. Like, he, he can just talk about teams and players. You can fake it in the NFL. Oh, just Odell Beckham and Julio Jones. Just play the fucking hits. In college, you can't really play the hits. Like, you, you, you move on from Joe Burrow, you start talking about their defense or Alabama's offense. You, you got to know some more players, right? It, it takes some effort. And I think college blows it out of the water, and that was my thing with Michael Thomas. And, like, Mike, the combine's going on right now. Every fucking year, there are reinforcements coming into the league. And I've been to these meetings. They will replace. I, I was When I was at dinner, we ended up on the number 10 to 11 guys that you were just if your team's solid in a playoff team, you're not looking to replace. But the okay, the other, interesting. the other, you know, so 43 guys on your roster, kicker, punter, and spe- so it's probably 40 plus. You would be open, you know, to making some moves. So just think about that. Open to making moves. And we just saw the combine. How many guys are at the combine? Guy 350. I just just watch it all for the last four days. Just guy after guy after guy after guy after guy. They're all coming. Like, how many guys get drafted out of the Combine? It's like 90% of these guys are getting picked. It might be higher. Like, the major- like there aren't going to be many guys that participated in this thing. They're not going to get drafted. So once you get drafted, you're in the mix. When you look at the NFL, who are the good analysts, guy? Like, Romo shot was so good because I, I use this guy a lot. Like, Dan Fouts stinks. But Tiki Barber has gotten better. <laughs> actually, he actually has. But, like, he... He's not great. Like the, the ache, part of the reason I think like Aikman and Collinsworth and they, they do huge games, but they're just competent. Like they're just good and they really stand out because most guys are not good. The, the NBA is an epidemic. Like the, their guys suck. I mean, are awful. I'm talking about the analysts, not the play by play guys. They don't have any analysts. Romo was immediately better, but would he have got this much money? If Rivers and Breeze had just retired and been like, we'll, we'll call games, because you could hire immediately one of those guys for seven, eight million and it'd be a hit, right? If like CBS, like, oh, Tony, go to ESPN, we'll hire Philip Rivers, put him with Nance. They wouldn't skip a beat, probably. But those guys, they, they, that's not how it works. This is not, there's not an NFL draft or combine of analysts. They don't exist. It's like, yeah, Tiki Barber. Even like Lynch, John Lynch was just solid. He just left, he's just gone. I mean, Steve Kerr was the only NBA guy good, he's gone too. There are just not many well, good analysts, I, guy. When you being a great player guarantees you nothing as an analyst, obviously. That's stating the obvious. But if you were a great player or a Dallas Cowboys quarterback and you're a really good analyst, it puts you in extreme high demand. Extreme high demand. Right. And so but he got seventeen million not because he played quarterback for the Cowboys. He got seventeen million because he is he stands alone right but, now. But for example, it's, it's, it's different than a game analyst, but like Lewis Riddick. Why did Lewis rise so fast at ESPN and just become a staple in everything they did? Because the, like who he's sitting next to, most of them stink. I mean, are awful. No one knew Lewis Riddick beside NFL people when he got that job. No one knew him. Like if, if I hadn't worked with him, I wouldn't have known him. You wouldn't have known of him. No one would have known of him. And now it's just like Lewis is one of their best guys. Just because he can talk football coherently, he will fucking have strong opinions, and he can just have, like, he just, he can talk. That's another, can you just coherently talk, and then you sound like you know what you're talking about? And let's just be real, most guys can't. Or they get to the point where, and this happens a lot in the NBA, like, Reggie Miller can talk. I just, what's he even talking about? Like, this is just terrible. 
you know? And I think we get that a lot with football and basketball, even when their analysts, like, can just – are smart. Like, most of these guys that are they're putting on TV are smart now. But, like, they're just not very good. Like, I, I just, I just – I, I think it's an easy job to do at an average level. Well put. Very well put. So, would you say you analysts know, th- in general – just in general, just in yeah. That's that's where things like the draft, things that are not easy to do at an average level, like you can't go into the draft with your average level of prep that you get through an hour show on when you really only have a few takes and they're all kind of things that you come up with in the pre-production meeting. That's where the draft separates, right? Because it, there are you just have to be ready at a moment's notice to talk about a particular just whoever. One hundred percent. And I think if you look at it from a player's point of view. If I'm like a corner for the Panthers, I can't just be at an average level for multiple years and keep my job, right? The other element of what we're talking about, if you are average, you just get exposed and you get you get replaced. Where in where I think you see a lot of analysts, and it's always my beef with the older guys, like does does Dan Faust just have a job till the day he dies? Because most people under forty don't know anything about Dan Faust the player. Hell, you can say forty five. I don't know when his last year in the league was. He's like 68 years old. Do we just and part of it, I think once you kind of get in, you're just kind of set. Yeah, I mean, ideally it doesn't matter like I think with Romo and really I particularly with Romo, it doesn't matter that he was the Cowboys quarterback now. It's irrelevant. No. Like he could have like Romo, you know, could have been like Orlovsky's rise would be an example of this, right? Orlovsky's playing career really has nothing to do with the fact that he's done a lot on ESPN, that he does a lot on ESPN. Now. When you say Dan Orlovsky, what one thing? Yeah, but I, is his rise or is he just is he on Twitter a lot? You know, well, I mean, he went from being on Twitter a lot to calling games to calling more big games to being on every ESPN platform. Yeah, you're, all the time. You're, that's so that's fair. You're, he's it on is a rise. Lot. Yeah, he, you're I'm just saying Romo's really good. Ideally. You shouldn't know. It shouldn't matter who. Like the NCAA tournament's coming up, you're gonna watch the NCAA tournament and be like, "God, this is the 20th straight year I've seen Dan Bonner. I don't know anything about Dan Bonner, but I watch him on the NCAA tournament every year. Like, seems to know what's going on. But I gotta Google him, right? Good, good point. Grant Hill, you know who he is. But I'll say it's irrelevant. I'll say this: some of my buddies in the NFL hate Dan Orlovsky. They just think he's cheeseball. But I'll give him the credit on this. He's well-spoken. He feels like he knows his shit, and he's not afraid to take a stance. Like, will you have an opinion? That's another thing like a lot of NFL guys kind of won't do. It's like, well, what do you think? Is it, but we, you know what? Like, no, it's your buddy. Like, can, is it good or not? Yeah. I also think opinions come from just doing your work. Like, I think if you do, do the work, that's where opinions come from, or at least – conviction comes from yeah but i think it's a hard part for former players when they know a lot of people in the nfl to like say things i think that's always difficult and you see it with coaches a lot too like are you just doing this because you need something to do for a fucking year because you're terrible <laughs> like you, you bring nothing to the table i always have a soft spot that, well, I that think- makes me angry for a coach like jim moore jr for example who calls games for espn notorious asshole to the media treats them like shit Moment he gets fired, boom! Right to the media. It's like, bro, you're just—that's fraudulent to me. I, I, but again, maybe it's just personal with him. Not, not that he—he he was actually cool to me. I just think that type stuff's like, come on, give me a break. Like at least Rex Ryan goes to the media. He was like media friendly. He gave good talks. When Tomlin one day will do it. Like I get it. Like I, Jim Moore, <laughs> you were an asshole. 
everyone thinks you're an asshole. And then you just, oh, media, oh, yeah, let's call a game. <laughs> what? But it's the way it works when you get famous. The, the guy, I think a lot of guys find out real quick you can't just talk about your experience for long. That only gets you through your first two telecasts. Yeah. Well, like if Belichick wanted to do TV, I think he'd be pretty good because he could talk well, a lot I've about Well, I've seen him experience. do TV. He's fantastic. But he, <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't, right? He talks about all these other guys. He geeks out about Ed Reed and yeah. offensive linemen that died before any of us were born. Well, don't you think that's why Mayock was such a good draft analyst? Because he just would be able to talk about every player that came through. He'd just be able to talk about in depth about him. You'd be like, God, you just learn shit watching him. And then he'd have strong opinions. He'd have, he's well-spoken. He was kind of the total package. That's why I think he's been pretty good in the league. Yeah. I have a soft spot, I think, for older analysts because they, they've got the accumulation of the most good stories. And I think some, there is an art to that that has been, I shouldn't say an art, but there's just an element that I think it's lost a little bit now because so much evaluation gets done just it's all about film study and the analytics not even the analytics just the numbers which is all legit but i I want a guy just be able to tell me some stories about some shit that happened that i didn't know like that's that's all i want and to have a and to have a handle on today's football i'm not saying that's all i want that's not well said but i you have to have a handle on today's football but i want there are a lot of guys out there to me that are really good at some of the other stuff but i just want you to be able to tell me some stories too like that's that i think matters like just like, that's where Mayock is so elite. Fine balance. Fine just, balance. Yeah. Oh, so good. He was really good on the, on the combine. He was. But he doesn't work for the NFL Network anymore, John. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.